I want to sit around and smoke a bowl and make feedback for 20 minutes and just like pick some stuff out of that and and put that on our record. Like um, next Saturday, I'm going to Austin and my drummer is also predominantly a guitar player. So we were like, yeah, let's just smoke a bowl and make feedback for 30 minutes and just have Mm. fun with it and not have to worry about like being perfect or on a time constraint or, you know, it, it's it's a little more nice. It's a little more freeing to get together with like-minded musicians who can give you a little bit of wiggle room to be a unique person and to explore. Yeah. I always want to explore. Yeah. I don't want to adhere to this thing and be perfect to that thing. I want to see, like, how I can push the boundaries and what else I can do. Yeah. You know? That's the whole, like, otherwise it's like just – like I don't know, do accounting or something. Like that's a nice place to go for that type of kick. But it's like with music, yeah. it's a goddamn free for all. It's like that's if it's not doing that for you, I don't know what it's doing. That's the best part of it. Like I love that yeah. feeling of jamming in a good way. You know, with people who are like, it feels like you've just all gone off the same cliff together. You know, and mm-hmm. I go back for that. Put a screaming goat in there. Yeah, call it music. <laughs> Well, or you bring up an interesting point with the accounting thing, because that makes me think about like musicians who are just hobbyists and have mm-hmm. no like professional aspirations or anything. And I feel like the kind of people who usually ask me to jam are the hobbyists mm-hmm. or like the people who don't do yes. their own compositions or I don't know, just it, it, it feels like I've gotten kind of good at like, uh, to borrow a term, like gatekeeping my own time against those kinds of people. Uh. Yeah. Because I'm not going to get anything creative out of it. It's not going to be artistically stimulating to me to sit around and strum chords while someone else takes the lead. And yeah, there's something really fun when it's done in a communal way, like bluegrass jams, that yeah. kind of thing. I've never been a part of that world, but I've kind of been witness to it. You know, it, it, it looks fun because it looks like a great shared experience, but the times when it's been a fulfilling and rewarding shared experience for me with just like one or two other people who don't necessarily have artistic ambition behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just getting together to do the thing. They don't have a drive to be like the greatest. Yeah, and that's fine. Like, yeah. do what do what you have fun doing. But I think I've had to recognize that there, that not everybody that picks up a guitar is looking to write or is looking to record something unique or, you know, some people just want to play covers and and that's okay. I wish that was less of the norm when it comes to public performance, mm. but it's I fine as a hobby. I often find that those are the most judgmental people. <laughs> yeah. People that play covers. Yeah. They judge other people <laughs> playing covers so hard. Um Again, when I worked as a manager at a music store, I had this very sexist guitar repair man that worked there, and he was shoddy at best. He replaced a, a very good and well-respected professional, but he was in a, you know, a couple classic rock cover bands. So he yep. played old Beatles tunes, stuff like that. I remember um, as I would I would play music on my iPad throughout the day. And I remember playing a, a Breeders album just because it was it happened to be on my iPad that week. Yeah. And it was uh, Happiness is a Warm Gun, mm. which is by the Beatles originally. And it was the Breeders, Happiness is a Warm Gun. I like that version. Oh, I got to listen to that. I didn't know they did a version of that. Oh, God, yeah. It's, cool. it's It's beautifully arranged and it's very demure and flowy and you listen to it and you get like – you get the vibe of the song of what they were originally going for. They, with the cover, they did the song justice, mm. in my opinion. 
But the guitar repair man, the very misogynist guitar repair man, heard that version of Breeders, Happiness is a Warm Gun, and they were like, who the fuck are these chicks? How dare they cover the Beatles? The Beatles are sacred. The Beatles are untouchable. And I was like, aren't you in a Beatles cover band? <laughs> and he was. Yeah. He would go out to places in Worcester like Beatniks and play in Beatles covers band, yeah. bands. Yeah. And he was like shitting on them covering the Beatles when he did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was very confused by that. And I was like, oh, it's because they're women and they're more successful than you. And they did better covers than you do. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I, I, I hurt your feelings by playing yeah. women that are better than you, <laughs> that have their own original takes because they were very like by the books. We have to mm. play it exactly as they did or it's not the song and yeah. it's fucking the whole song up. I do have some very loose rules around that though. I say loose because I don't actually care if anyone violates them. <laughs> but... Uh, my okay. I won't do a cover unless it's my arrangement of the song. Yeah. Like I won't. I won't do a straight cover typically. You want to put your own spin on it. Yeah. The one exception though would be like, and this is my other rule. It's that like I won't cover someone like Nick Drake because I would mm-hmm. have to do a straight cover of it. Otherwise, it would be nothing. It would be nonsense mm-hmm. to sense. at all bastardize his music. But. I won't cover a Nick Drake because I feel like anybody who would recognize and appreciate the song has such a, un- a, uni- a unique personal experience with whatever song that is. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, that's typically going to be a certain kind of person too. <laughs> and <laughs> like if someone, like if, if, a you know, if you're playing a set filled with covers, for instance, and like, yeah. I've seen people play Robert Johnson through chorus pedals and it hurts my soul. (laughs) And like the kinds of musicians who play sets that are exclusively covers, I feel like would play something like a Nick Drake cover or an Elliott Smith cover or like one of those really like introverted singers Mm -hmm. that people have a very personal connection to and a very emotional connection to. They're going to juxtapose that against something that's just a crowd pleaser, you know? So it's like I don't I wouldn't yeah. want to hear Robert Johnson through a chorus pedal and then someone playing Pink Moon and I wouldn't want to hear somebody playing like an Elliott Smith song that I really love back to back with an Aerosmith cover for example you know like it just wouldn't make no. sense there's I don't a time and place for it either. and yeah. I feel like a Nick Drake or an Elliott Smith song would fit well within one of my sets and I yeah. can make it work if you want to throw some Mazzy Star up in that bitch yeah some, oh definitely like, yeah. yeah go for yeah. it if that's the mood that you're that you're vibing on that night and that's what and you do good covers of those songs that's yeah. fine go for it if it does it justice go for it but that's the thing my, my other point here is that like why have I spent years writing the songs that I have if this is an add-on to like it would fit well within my set mm-hmm. I don't need it to I don't need a Nick Drake song to fit well within my set because I have a set that I've written that already sounds not that I'm trying to emulate Nick Drake but like it already has yeah. that mood it I already has it, that vibe so like I think that it's fun to switch it up every once in a while and to throw some shit out there that you connect with yeah. Like, say you really like Nick Drake, and maybe your audience does, maybe they don't. Maybe they don't know who f- the fuck Nick Drake is. Yeah. And you throw one of the songs in there, and you do the covers justice, the cover justice, and you, you say, hey, this is an artist that I like and that I appreciate and that I connect with on a personal level, and maybe through my music, you will also. 
Yeah. That's yeah. okay to do. And plus it mixes up your set every now and then. I like that. I think yeah. covers can be really fucking fun and they can oh, be definitely. really rewarding and, uh, you know, provide a sense of community because yeah. maybe some motherfucker comes up to you and is like, hey, I really like your Nick Drake cover and, you know, I liked all the rest of your stuff too and I want to listen to you or I want to listen to this artist that I've never heard of. Like, there, there's a sense of community that it brings there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It relates people who don't know what's going on with one another on some common ground. I think I also just associate it with novice too. Mm. And like that's specific to my personal experience. But like when I first started playing out, I was mostly just playing Iron and Wine and Damien Rice and like a few of my own originals mm-hmm. peppered in because I hadn't written that many songs at that time. So, and I think like as I wrote more songs, I found myself able to construct better set lists and uh, play more originals. So to me, I look at that and, and again, it's fine if people don't want to write their own music and if they just want to play covers. But to me, as somebody with artistic ambition, I look at the cover set or like a set that is mostly covers or predominantly covers. And I see that as a beginner move in a way. Yeah. Which is just strictly my own bias. Uh, it's not always that way, but that's the association for me. And so like... Well, that's somebody who needs to be in a band and needs a writer. Yeah. That's somebody who's uh, like lost. If you're just doing covers and you're making a living on doing covers, you're not just being yourself. I'm it's not going to good... be a Tom Waits cover band. Yeah. You know, that's right. not going to be yeah. my main focus. I'm not... And yeah. What's he building in there? You but know, I feel like it's a good motivator, too. Yeah. It's a good motivator to say, like, I shouldn't need to play covers, and so I need to play songs that, like, even if people don't recognize them, they'll enjoy hearing them. Yeah. You know? That's mm-hmm. a good fallback. Yeah. I mean, for people who are afraid to fail or who are afraid to write their own songs or get out there, they're like, well, if I just play covers that I know people like, then this thing that I really seem to like and that I'm afraid to do isn't threatening to me. And I feel like people will appreciate me for it. And it kind of it depends on what you're looking to get out of it too. I I think it's that passivity that gets associated with playing covers. That's the the poison to me. It's like yeah. you need that when you're just starting because you don't know what the fuck is up and you're just trying to like do it. But after a while, it's like you can tell the people that go up and like they're threatened by the experience and they're playing covers because they're afraid to go beyond. And it's like, at the same time, like, yeah. I always had a bias against them. And then for a while I was playing bars and busking and stuff for a living. And it became just a necessity to play a lot of We've covers. we been there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I had to play for six goddamn hours or something. And it was like, yeah. you know, people don't want to hear my music for six hours in a public space. <laughs> Give me so another like, dollar or I'll play She Talks to Angels Again, motherfucker. Yeah, but that's how, I mean, it, it used to become like a game. But then I remember no. this one moment I was playing at like this crazy ass bowling alley that was like, the place was a mess every time. It was so fun. But it was like, you know, one of those batten down the hatches kinds of gigs at certain points. And I remember this moment where they, it was three hour long sets for that thing. And by the second oh, and a God. half set, they would start to get hammered in there. And it was fucking great because by that point, they would all just kind of come wandering by and start requesting songs that I didn't know. But I can wing basically anything musically. I just, I can't memorize lyrics very quickly. So I used to tell them like, look, you come up and sing it and I'll figure it out. Like I'll yeah. somehow 
cobble my way through this thing because thinking they're trash, so we're going to be meandering. Yeah, they're all not going to notice place. anyways. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to play C until I know what the fuck song they're doing, and then we're going to go. <laughs> and that's what I would do. And their friends would all be like, "Go, come on, come on, come on!" And they'd be throwing twenties at me. They'd be like singing. They'd be strutting they, around. And I had this it moment where I was like, "Feel a sense of community. They feel like yeah. they get to participate." Mm-hmm. And I realized that like I couldn't do that for my whole life, but. There was that was just as real to me as getting mm. out there and burying my soul and like, you know, doing my singing my heart out and those those holy moments that you get when you're like, I did this, I added this to the world. Like that's a cool feeling too. But this meant just as much in a different way. Just those people were so genuinely happy to be fucking mm-hmm. around like that and seeing their friends embarrassing themselves and seeing me try to survive. And it was like it was just like that felt that felt cool too and i kind of realized like it was not original it wasn't even expressive it was just we were all there doing that thing but mm-hmm. it took kind of a similar edge is like you know i had to still kind of be willing to like take that breath that you have to take before you play your own song in front of people you've never met like even if you've done it a lot it's still that like okay like, you know, that's a good feeling. And it felt the same way as like, I'm sort of at the mercy of these people for the next 45 minutes. And it was good. 